This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, you're listening to Her Vantage here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I'm Lily Chai. So having worked at the country's few big telco companies and later went on to pursue her own entrepreneurial path, Selena Sally, also known as Sally, is the founder of Digital Dolphin Academy and a multi-hyphen female leader. She is a trainer and a coach as well. So I'm here with her today to explore when is the right time to quit and when starting a new in different industries is like as a female leader. So welcome to the show, Sally. Thank you so much, Lily. Thank you for BFM. Thank you to you for having me in the show. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm equally excited as well because uh, you have a uh, very interesting profile, right? So let's start from, you know, your background, how you started your whole career. So you started your career in 2001 at Telcom Malaysia and you went on to uh, become a general manager at Cellcom Axiara and later went on to become a country lead for business development at View Malaysia before starting our own business, right? So that whole journey working in telcos was uh, 15 years, right? A big chunk of your career. So tell us, what are the most important leadership skills that you have garnered from these roles over the years? Wow, that's a very tough question um, because I have to reflect back on the last 15, 20 years of my career. But to answer your question, what is the most important leadership skill that I've garnered over the last 15 or 20 uh, years or so? So I believe that number one is uh, how do you able to influence your team members and your stakeholders to reach the goal that you want. So that is important. So if we can't influence anyone, whatever brilliant idea that you have will just be still brilliant in your mind instead of uh, making it happen. Mm. How, do you, how do you do that, right? Convincing and influencing people. Convincing, influencing people, uh, it's not as rocket science as uh, you think. Influence is a big word, right? But uh, if you look at the word itself, uh, in essence is how do you get people to do what you want them to do? So that's it. So, And to do that, you need to go to the first step where you have to create a relationship with people. So if you don't have that relationship, then... People will, you know, people will follow your instruction to a certain extent. But after the office hour, done, you're done. <laughs> so to build that relationship with your team member, with your uh, supervisor, is very important skill as a leader. I, I would say that that's the whole entire definition of a good leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more like them looking at you as a teammate instead of looking at you as a superior, right? Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's talk about, you know, in between your tenure in telecom, you actually went on to pursue a, a master's degree in marketing. So how did that help you in your career as a whole? I would say that getting, I, I always be the proponent of learning, uh, be it through formal learning, formal getting degrees, getting education like uh, degrees, master and all that. Because what is important to me, this gives you a foundation, a structure uh, in how to manage your career, your business. I think that's that's why uh, it's important. Mm, right. So 
This is a very controversial thing that people always talk about. It's to say that, you know, to succeed, it is important to gain experience from big companies, right? And the companies that you worked in are pretty big. This is to learn about their inner workings before embarking on your own journey, own company, because you know what you can adopt from these big companies, right? So do you believe in that saying? Um, traditionally, that might be true, yeah. But in the current context, the answer is I'm going to give a very political answer. The answer is yes or no. Why I say no, uh, I'll start with the easy one first, yeah. Why I say no is because some people they have the advantage of uh, getting the early exposure to the inner working of business through family, business, or whatnot. So, in this case, that being a big corporation, working in a big corporation will uh, will give you a sort of a disadvantage or slow down your progress a little bit because the bigger the organization, the higher the ladder that you need to climb. Yeah, so that is the uh, no part. But why I agree with this is because if you do not have uh, business exposure at early age, being in a big organization will give you a lot of exposure in terms of, uh, as you rightly mentioned, yeah, there's a lot of multi-divisional uh, maneuvering that needs to mm. happen. Uh, so you learn a lot about the organization. You learn a lot about dealing with different kind of people. You will definitely meet a lot of people. <laughs> but most importantly, it gives you more opportunities. Uh, sometimes uh, being a young graduate, you don't really know what you want to do yeah. yet. So you have more rooms to explore if you're in a big organization. Mm, so yeah. the answer is it, there are pros and cons. Pros and cons. <laughs> Definitely. Pros and cons depends on what you want. Mm-hmm, right. So you already left these few companies, right? These big telco companies and uh, started your own company. Now, I, I know this is a difficult question, but when is the right time to leave your position as a leader? Hmm, I, I don't think there's a research uh, proven uh, to, get, to give this answer. But I'll give you my personal experience. Yeah, The moment you feel that uh, things start to be less exciting for you, you don't look forward to go in for a firefighting or solve mm. a big problem. Uh, that's when you should immediately start changing your career or changing your roles. Uh, the symptoms are fairly clear, fairly mm. obvious. It's just that sometimes we, we don't observe this kind of thing. The symptoms is when you start complaining to your friends about about work. Mm, work you, you dread going to work. Yes. Uh, so that is one clear indication I've seen a lot with during the conversation I had with my audience, as, as in my student, my participant in my uh, training mm. with my friends. So I, I would tell them that you have been talking about this, then it's time to take action. And what are the other signs to leave? The other sign is... Because I guess a lot of people... They're passionate about their job. They still love what they're doing, but they, they feel like quitting, right? So what are the other signs that they can look out for? That it's, it's time to change a new environment. It really goes down to what you want to achieve. Right? If you want to climb further and you feel that there's no more room, that's one. The other one is if you feel that you stop improving yourself in the current role. Uh, that's also a clear one because, you know, the salary might be great. People might be great. Opportunity might be great. But you're not learning as much as you feel that you did. Mm. So it's the time. 
<laughs> when you feel like your growth is stagnant. Yes, definitely, right? definitely. Wow, that is that is really. I guess that's really interesting. So I'm really curious, right? Um, 2001 is when you started to work at telecom, and then you know you moved on to a few uh, telcos. What was the landscape like in 2001? Was it like a man's playground? It is. I mean, like telco traditionally has always been uh, skewed to male, Men. yeah, male because of the technical aspect yeah. of it. Uh, so even when uh, at Telecom Malaysia, it's, it's a lot of male. And even the next job is a lot of men. Yeah, mm. but I, I feel, I I don't see any difference. I, I never see. Genders, uh, genders differences. It's just your colleague. The people. Yeah, people. Right. It happens that the people is man or sometimes it's female. Mm. But at that time, was there like gender biases, like things like that happening in the company because the majority is male, right? Uh, for me, again, um, at least for my personal experience, I've never actually experienced gender biasness uh, in the sense that I was never uh, rejected for promotion, rejected for a different role because of the gender. So I don't see it. Personally, I don't see it. It's, it's a matter of personal choice, whether you want to push harder to get things that you want in your life. Mm. Yeah. Use your KPIs to show your capabilities, not exactly. your gender. Exactly. Yes. And I wouldn't even want to be considered for something just because I'm a female. Mm. So I should be merit-based. Right. So I do want to talk about the few companies that you have founded, but it's time for us to take a short break for some messages, but don't go anywhere. I'm here with Selena Sally, who is the founder of the Digital Dolphin Academy, and she's also a multi-female. She's a trainer and a coach. So do stay with us here on BFM 89.9. For Mama, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to Her Vantage here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I'm Lily Chai. I'm here with Selena Sally, who is also known as Sally. She's the founder of the Digital Dolphin Academy, and she is a multi-hyphen female leader. She's also a trainer and a coach. So before the break, we talked about, you know, her background uh, working in the country's few big telco companies, her journey working in that industry. Now, after quitting the telco companies, you went on to co-found one of the companies called Drop It in 2020, uh, a last mile delivery platform. Now, this, I guess this is your second, this is not your start in terms of like the entrepreneurial journey, right? Um, but was it difficult to start anew? And why last mile delivery? Right. So, uh for Drop It, it was already started. So I actually went in to join as a co-founder. Uh, so the company has already been there. Mm. So I just come in to add value to it. So why delivery company? Because it was 2020 MCO. Mm. So we thought that the market is, is great. The, the demand for delivery uh, is definitely there. So something good to, to venture into at that time. Mm. But the company 
closed down, right? I guess two years after it was established. So I guess what were the challenges that you faced at that time operating the company? Um, for Drop It at that time, the main problem that we're trying to solve is actually quality of service. So we do provide uh, excellent quality of service to serve our corporate client, which we feel that is lacking at that time. But then when there's more big players coming to the market, because Malaysia is such a small market for delivery requirement, right? But a lot of big players come into the market and they started throwing prices. So that is something that as a small startup, mm. we are not able to you know, forgo or compete on price. So we think that uh, can't happen. Mm. But what does failure mean to you as a leader? Failure is failure, right? I don't think uh, we need to talk about what, how do we define failure, mm. but most importantly, I think for me as a leader, how you react to your failure. Do you go down into your cave and, you know, don't face anyone for a year out of whatever feeling that you have or you just move on? So the, the reaction to failures is more important for me. Mm. I guess you reacted really well because you're now the founder of a Digital Dolphin Academy. You started this before Drop It, right? Uh, back in 2018. And you focus on training and developing, creating programs for university and corporate clients as well. So tell me a little bit about what you do. So as the founder, as well as the learning designer in Digital Dolphin Academy, our main business is providing learning solution uh, to address leadership uh, talent gap in organization. So the focus still going to the corporates or government people who are, who are managing people and making sure that people are equipped to manage a team in the right manner to ensure success of the company. Mm. Why do you think that this is necessary for university students and corporate clients? I will talk about corporate client first yeah, because from my experience working in corporate, what I observe is generally people will be given formal leadership training mm. upon reaching certain ranking. So when they are promoted, when they become certain level, yeah? So that takes some time. But operationally, people become a manager. They have people reporting to them much earlier before they get the ranking. So what happened then? So people are actually leading people based on what they know, what they see. And it doesn't mean that, you know, sometimes it can be good sometimes. And most of the time, it's not the effective one. Because I give you an example. If, if your boss is micromanaging you and you have people under you, chances are you will be also doing the same. So why leadership training is important for organization is because this has been repeated again and again, yeah, the success and failure of an organization relies on the quality of leadership team that you have. So if you have excellent leaders, chances are you will be successful. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's what I think. Really love that. Okay, so one of the wings, I guess, uh, one of the <coughs> sub sub companies for D Digital Dolphin Academy is actually Thinker Academy, where you focus on training kids, helping them think like an entrepreneur. Now, why do you think it's important for kids to have such exposure to entrepreneurship at a fairly young age? Um, okay, so. Why is it important for children to be given 
training at a very young age uh, outside what they learn in the textbook is because kids are very kids are amazing you know <laughs> I, I I experience this a lot so the earlier they experience uh, the leadership training or entrepreneur training the faster they get into thinking that getting a good degree getting a job it's not the only way hmm. so there are many other opportunity many other options for them to grow so having going through this training it will open up their thinking make them think more creatively into what they want to do mm. in their life instead of you know going through life without having a clear vision of what you want mm. earlier the better right yeah. so during the workshops what do you teach them so in Thinker Academy we teach them how to start a business in a day Right. Uh, so what is interesting is I don't dumb down the the module. So I use the terms that we use in the office, like uh, PNL, profit and loss statement, so marketing, brand, customer target. So we use all this process <laughs> to get them to create a product from scratch, uh, create a brand, and then actually sell it to the customer. Mm. So if we were doing it in a mall then we will turn the classroom into a booth <laughs> then they start selling to people uh, around them but right. if in a if we're doing it in a closed building then we'll do a sales simulation so it's a very practical session that we have for the kids mm-hmm. it's very fun for them and for me as well <laughs> <laughs> how receptive <clears throat> are kids when it comes to you know programs like that the- oh my god it was amazing amazing because I wasn't sure I had the same doubt uh, right. but I do test the module with my daughter my daughter was uh, the right age at that <laughs> right. time so whether she understood it but amazingly uh, as I mentioned kids are very smart smart Kids nowadays are very smart. We are dumb. I was, <laughs> sorry, I was not as smart as as the kids now mm. when I was that age. So I give you an example. When when I teach the kid about uh, brand, right? Create a, a brand for your target market. We we give example. We we explain to them. And then they will start doing it. So one of the group, I remember this because it was so amazing for me. So we were making bracelet at that time because it's something simple. You can do it in a day. So this group of kids uh, created a a brand name called Babylicious. They make a bracelet that's very colorful, very cute with all this cute stuff. And they want to sell it to kids, toddlers. So if I look at it, it's... They understood the process. They understood what it mm. means. Yeah, so they're amazing. Mm. Right, so talk to me about, you know, your university students' training. Like, what do you do and what do you teach them? So for university students, I do leadership as well. Right. Uh, I do it online as well as face-to-face, so according to the requirement. Mm. Uh, but uh, what, what I like to do is actually the agility and adaptability programs. Mm. Because nowadays people are very stressed, I don't know why people are so stressed where there's more entertainment now compared to when I was growing up. So much more option, but people are stressed. And then we cannot go through life without expecting any challenges in between, right? So for the university student, it's very important for them to know what it is uh, about so that when they finish the, you know, uh, schooling bubble and mm. go into the real world they are, they are more stronger they can handle uh, challenges in a better way alright okay so um, 
how did you adjust, you know, from being a leader to a coach to a trainer? How was the adjustment and transition like? Was it easy for you? Adjusting from being a leader to trainer or coach, um, it's not something that is, I don't say it's easy, I don't say it's difficult, it's just say it's natural to me. Because by being a leader, as I mentioned mm. earlier, is you need to influence people, your ability to connect with people at a genuine level, eh? not the fake, fake, <laughs> <laughs> the high kind. But being a coach or being a trainer is also the same. I can face, uh, I can be the smartest person in the room, but if I fail to connect with my audience, the whole program will become horrible. Mm-hmm. I can be the average in terms of level in the room, but if I'm able to connect with the audience at the first moment of contact, I got them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be very successful for both the audience and the trainer as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, a final question to, I guess, wrap up the conversation is, in your job title, um, it states that you are not only a career coach, but a career coach for women, right? Why did you think that this is important to coach women into for them to get into the right career path or the path that they want to embark on? Um, why woman? Why specifically woman? Uh, for me, it's reason because uh, it's a personal choice. Uh, people say that I'm biased, but I'm not. It's really uh, down to a personal choice because uh, what I've seen, and this is also shared by my friends in the university where they did research that women in general, no matter how capable they are, they can be as capable with higher competency with their male colleague, Mm. but they sometimes have that resistance to push themselves forward. Uh, Not because they lack the competency, but they're waiting for things to be perfect. Right. So that's where the assistant comes in, right? So having one guy to push you forward uh, it's gonna make a big impact uh, for us as, as women mm-hmm. so I had somebody to do that for me so I wanna you know help other people who, who feels that they need that you know non-judgmental proof <laughs> to push them <laughs> off the edge mm-hmm. yeah so that's the reason right so there isn't saying that you know women wait to check all the boxes huh? Only then to proceed. Yes, right? yes. But you don't need to do that. No, do no. That's why we have agile everything now. Agile development, agile performance. You cannot wait for perfection, right? Just You just need to uh, get yourself started and improve it as you go along. Otherwise, you'll you, you never move. You'll just be static as where you are. Mm. I really love that. Thank you so much, Sally, for spending time with me today. Thank you so much, Lily, for having me. It's a real pleasure talking to you. Equally, same. (laughs) Right. If you miss any part of this conversation, you can, of course, go ahead on our website at bfm.my or the BFM app that is available on the Apple App Store and Google Play to listen to the full podcast. I've been speaking to Selena Sally, also known as Sally. She's the founder of Digital Dolphin Academy, also a multi-hyphen female leader. She's a trainer and a coach. I'm Lily Chai and this has been Her Vantage here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.